Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda's in Zephyr B. This is season 27 for me and season 23 for Amanda. This is day 13 of season 95, the midpoint. Question one asks us what chemical element was added to fuel to prevent engine knock and has been forbidden by law for many years. Uh, this was tetraethyl lead. Yes. Uh, invented by the same person who invented chlorofluorocarbons. Yeah. And was thus possibly the most destructive uh, individual human being in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah. I, this... I forget his name every time I, I remember it because F that guy. Yeah. And, but yeah. This, is, this is lead. Yeah, this is one that um, I, I'm sort of wondering, either you have to be a bit of a gearhead or living in a certain generation um, to, to kind of get. Because um, it used to be, you know, I, I can remember the years of, you know, when you would go to the gas station, you could choose from leaded or unleaded gasoline, depending on what your car, you know, required. Um, and then that was phased out at some point in what the early eighties I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so I think most cars typically would function without it too. It wasn't, mm -hmm. uh, it didn't cause even a particular, um, like it didn't cause the car to break down or something. It's not, it wasn't like putting, um, you know, E85 in your non ethanol burning engine or something. Um, but yes, this was lead, and and uh, the, it, again, you couldn't avoid knowing about it um, if you're probably at least Gen X or older. Um, and these days, I would imagine, you know, you're only learning about it as a historical artifact, or maybe if you have a classic car or something like that. Um, at least this is what I'm picturing. Of, I think that's how the the correct answers will skew with this question. I also put down lead. Uh, he, people may have also people younger than us may have also figured it out from the fact that uh, even to this day all gas is unleaded. True. That's like the base uh, version of gas that you can get these days. So fair point. It may have been one that you could logic your way into if you didn't. That's that's true. But it was that. Yeah. Question two asks us what nation's traditional dish is bami. Well, it's it's a traditional dish based on uh, food of the native Arawak culture. It's uh, sort of a grated fried cassava flatbread. And um, so with a few of the pieces in this, um, in the question, I put together that this would be a, a food of basically an island in the Caribbean. Um, because I thought, you know, cassava is something that I know was used by uh, African people. And I don't know if it was, you know, native to the Caribbean islands, but it was maybe it might have been brought there by them. Um, and um, I went around and around with this question for in, for a while in my head thinking, OK, which of the islands in the Caribbean? And I, I figured it had to be either Jamaica or one of the two nations on Hispaniola, which would be Haiti or the Dominican Republic. Um, I kind of eliminated Haiti because this name Bami does not sound particularly French or of French derivation or spelling. Um, 
And so that was my, my least likely choice. And that kind of narrowed it down, uh, to Jamaica or, um, the Dominican Republic. And what I really leaned on a couple of things, because I, I didn't, obviously didn't know this one. I, I haven't had this dish. I'm, this is the first I'm kind of reading about it as far as I know. Um, I thought the people, the native people on, uh, the indigenous people on Hispaniola, uh, were a different tribe name than this. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it at the time. I think now I've remembered that it's the Taino um, who were on Hispaniola. And so I thought, it's probably not that. Uh, and I thought to myself, Jamaica made, makes sense to me as a place that I would picture a dish like this. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't totally know what indigenous people were um, on the island originally, but I, I kind of you know, by process of elimination, figured that this would be likely to be Jamaica and also um, the sort of British and English influence that that name B-A-M-M-Y sounds more like it could be a British influence or spelling or something like that of a dish than it could be either a French or Spanish one. So I kind of took a flyer on this one and put down Jamaica. Uh, I just, I, I could not grab hold of this one at all. And I, mm. my, my first thought was, okay, this is Latin American of some kind. Mm. Uh, and I, Arawak, I, that was one of those things that are like, I, I know I've heard of this. I just can't think of it. Mm. Um, and the, the fact that it's often served with fish told me, okay, maybe an island sort of thing. And for some reason I started thinking, Arawak was Polynesian. Oh. So I went west when I should have gone est. <laughs> um, and so, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of like Hawaii. You know, the, the natives there are Hawaiians. Uh, you know, kind of keep going south and west. <laughs> like Samoa, no, those are Samoans. New Zealand, no, those are the Maori. Australia, no, I don't think that's it. Finally, I landed on the Philippines. And oh. I thought, are the Arawak, could the Arawak be native to the Philippines? That doesn't sound wrong <laughs> uh the the dish made sense i don't know where cassava is from i think is it a melon of some kind that's cassava, that's cassava. so yeah. what's cassava a, a root vegetable a type root of vegetable thing. okay mm -hmm. so uh, why wouldn't it be the philippines there's no good reason it wouldn't be <laughs> i mean obviously the philippines are not inhabited by the native philip people <laughs> True. I know that, that 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 was not where that name was derived from. So, are the are the natives of the Philippines or some of the Philippines or a subset of the Philippines the Arawak? They certainly could be. Okay, we'll go with that. The answer was Jamaica. Well done. I was almost as surprised as you. <laughs> <laughs> I I was not surprised. I figured you. I I probably would have won you on that. Well. On, Based on today's questions, probably two, but it would have been a close. I would have one and a half did for you. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Question three is my favorite question of the day. <laughs> uh, it, it describes a particular time of day and a weather pattern um, and asks us to fill in the blank of a redacted section in this first line of a novel by Paul Clifford. Uh this I just couldn't think of until I looked at the 
the first line more holistically and realize it is famously bad. Yes. Uh, and really, what's what's always uh, I, and I've I've read this line many times, and mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. always really grinded it in for me is the parenthetical. Yes. Just <laughs> that. Really. Just is. Yeah. Sh- the rest of it, you take out the parenthetical, it's merely meh. You you leave in the parenthetical as like a a comma separated a positive clause. Okay, it's just <laughs> dippy. You you put it at the end, fine. But man, just for some reason, parentheses for it is in London that our scene lies. Close parentheses, just smacks of such craptastic. <laughs> badly narrated uh, clunky exposition this is the famously bad it was a dark and stormy night yes and what also gets me about that parenthetical is it, it sounds like it's explaining that of course the weather was terrible because it's london yeah like why would that naturally be mm-hmm. you know the mm-hmm. a cause and effect kind of thing um but yes this is um uh Famously, and I, I thought, you know, the, the first line of this novel by Paul Clifford, um, I had thought this was Edward Bulwer-Lytton who wrote this because the Bulwer-Lytton contest mm-hmm. is famously inspired by this passage. Mm-hmm. The, and it's the contest is to write the the worst uh, first lines of novels never written mm-hmm. um, and, and to, to kind of, you know, make them terrible in various different mm-hmm. ways. Um, and so I knew this one cold, uh, because of that. Um, but I just kind of ignored the Paul Clifford part cause I, I, I don't know if Bulwer Lytton was his title or anything, but I, I can't figure out what my confusion is there. Your confusion um, is that it is missing the word by the name of the novel. Oh, the novel is okay. Is thank Paul you. Clifford. Ah, there we go. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I'm used to there being some demarcation of... Maybe it's in italics on the, on the page. On the site. It's in italics okay. in the emails, which is what we use as our reference most of the time. Gotcha. It is not italicized. Thank you for clarifying mm-hmm. that. Um, so yes, this is a novel by uh, Edward Bulwer-Lytton, mm-hmm. the namesake of the contest. Um, some may also know it by the fact of it being one of the phrases that Snoopy, mm-hmm. in his writing phase in Peanuts types up as he's sitting on top of his doghouse with the typewriter and aspiring to become, you know, the great American novelist. Um, and he often types, it was a dark and stormy night. And I think that when I would, we had an old manual typewriter uh, when I was a kid and I would sometimes type on it the same passages that Snoopy <laughs> typed just because I thought that was kind of fun to, mm-hmm. to see the same, you know, the same old typewriter font and everything and kind of pick out the the keys and the keys were very satisfying mechanical you know um types of things and uh so the yeah this was this is one that's kind of um was going to be one that i know from a variety of angles um and so i also put down a dark and stormy night and that was the correct answer question four gives us many definitions and uses of a word uh, that was originally, I believe, uh, coined for the settlements of the Hopi and Zuni uh, natives. Yes, and it's used for a city and county in the state of Colorado, which 
is to me felt like very much the nerfing out of this question um because this was pueblo um and i thought that it i mean this is one that i probably had heard about even in my terrible american history education in primary school um but also solidified a little more like having visited the american southwest um you know, both Colorado as well as uh, New Mexico. Um, and just knowing that the Pueblos were the settlements themselves. Um, and <laughs> if, if nothing else, um, you know, if you've made that connection at all with the fact that there is a Pueblo, Colorado, and it used to be where you could write uh, to a mm -hmm. P.O. box there and, and get government publications, I believe it was. Yep. Um, and so that was... Again, another Gen X fixture uh, in kind of a weird niche in pop culture that might help with getting this answer. Um, but I, you know, even with just the basic question and without the explanatory, you know, city, county, and Colorado bit, um, I I would have known that this is Pueblo. Yeah, same here. I, I was just... Reading along, thinking, oh, 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 those are the Pueblo Indians, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Pueblo, Colorado. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what it is. Pueblo. Yeah, I zeroed this for both of my opponents. I just felt it. There were just too many ways into the question, and mm -hmm. I believe their geography and American history were both fairly high. So. Yeah, I I I struggled a little bit putting scores on this, uh, dark and stormy and lead. Mm. Um, you know, knowing what I know about my opponents. Uh, in, today I happen to be up against a friend of ours um, in the regular rundle. So, um, and uh, I, and someone that I've also uh, been up against several times in the private rundle, for that matter. So that that should be helping me a little bit with stats. But um, but yeah, I thought those were for people of our um, social circle. You know, definitely the three easiest questions. Um, and so I put a one on it in this case, but but only because I couldn't also put a zero on, on more than one question. Mm -hmm. Question five uh, asks us for a word that's sometimes used just as a word for newspaper, but derives from the name of, Venetian, of a Venetian coin whose value was once the cost of one Venetian newspaper. So I'm thinking, okay, names of papers, or, or I mean, I feel like maybe less names than just words that are used for paper, like the Times, as right. in of London, New York. No, sure. it's not that. Mm -hmm. uh, the Journal. No, no, that doesn't work. Tribune. Oh, Tribune. Yeah, that could be it. Okay, let's see if I can think of other ones. And I'm just thinking like the Press. No. A uh, Plain Dealer of Cleveland. No. The Times Picayune of New Orleans. No. And I just kind of tried to go through other uh, newspaper-y words and just kept coming back to Tribune and thinking, well, that sounds like something that could be a coin in Venice, like I know that that previous to that, it meant a a Roman ruler or mm. official high official of some kind. Okay. So I thought, well, maybe that filtered its way down to Venice as the name of a particular coin, sure. Uh, or maybe it was repurposed as three of something. Ah. You know, their their base coin was the bune, and <laughs> this was the tribune, and a and a newspaper was three of them, three pennies or whatever mm. the equivalent. So I thought, yeah, Tribune. That makes sense. We'll go with that. Because it doesn't make much sense to have come from the Roman official. 
you know, why would that be the name of the newspaper? No, it must have filtered its way in from something else. So we'll go with Tribune. Sure. Um, I think that's a better reasoning than I had, which is I thought of the different newspapers I could think of, and none of them, like all of them are English words like Observer or Chronicle or Free Press or, you know, Times or, you know, things that are, the derivation of those are very clear. The only one I could think of that wasn't that was Picayune, which I thought that's, I think that's another derivation. I, I've read about that before, but it was the only one that kind of, kind of shuffled to mind as far as a word that wasn't, that didn't have some obvious English longstanding meaning that was not, you know, possibly related to this. So that's what I put down. It was Gazette. And I feel bad because I grew up in Kalamazoo uh, for, you know, most of my uh, early schooling years, and our paper was the Kalamazoo Gazette. That said, I ne if even if this was a multiple choice question with this is one of the options, I would not pick it. Mm -hmm. I would have thought, no, no, it's, it's related to magazine or gazetteer or something like that, mm -hmm. for one. For two, it's clearly a French word, not mm. an Italian one. Um, and yeah, I just, I would never have uh, figured that that was the derivation. So yep. today I learned. I don't know whether it ever came, I don't know whether I ever thought of it, which is weird because the Reno Gazette Journal was the paper of my childhood. Oh. Uh, or some significant portion of it. And so I, I don't, I honestly don't remember whether I thought of it, but I feel like I would have dismissed it for much that same reason. Gazetteer mm -hmm. being a different thing. Yeah. Uh, and it you know, very uh, clearly, possibly could have come from that, but I don't know. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I haven't heard it, I must say, used much as a general term for newspaper. Mm -hmm. I guess I, you know, maybe kind of have, but it's not not common these days at least um but anyway so much for that question six asks us what artist founded the movement and coined the term super flat yes and we are given uh, a number of uh traits or forms of art that it's related to uh noted that it's coined in 2000 and none of which was helpful to me in the slightest so um, the Japanese artist who's been working in the 21st century that I know of is Yayoi Kuzama. Um, not that she is this type of artist. She does mostly sort of sculptural and installation kind of work. Um, but she is the Japanese artist that I know of um, in terms of, of very recent or modern art. So that's, I put down Kusama because I just couldn't, my brain kind of went, nope, to this one. Uh, yeah, I, I was not going to get this unless I stumbled into it. Mm. Um, uh, and I figured the, the best possible way to stumble into it was to select the name of a Japanese professional wrestler and hope that he <laughs> was somehow related to uh, this artist. And the one I picked was Hiromu Takahashi. Sure. Uh, who was uh, the three-time and current reigning winner of the Best of Super Juniors Light Heavyweight Tournament. Uh, he was the sure. first one that popped into my head and I couldn't dismiss it. So I was like, well, that, I don't know whether that's a, a, a common name in Japan, but it sounds like it could be. So sure. Let's go with Takahashi. Okay. The correct answer was Takashi Murakami. Which I could have 
lucked into from a different angle, but you know, <laughs> if, if I'd thought of the the author Murakami. Oh yeah. But I, if if I had thought of that, I would have simply said, "Well, that's just an author's name. I could use it at random." Yeah. But I don't know whether it's any more common than anything else. I have no idea whether Takashi is related to the other Murakami. Uh, so. Yeah, nor oh, I. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that 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 no, was no luck for me there. Um, that left me with four out of six, which is pretty average. Um, I, I think uh, it's it was a tough day. It sounded like in our group. So. Yeah. Um, and I I have a pretty good idea of uh, which ones everybody missed. So. <laughs> um. And you were going up against a friend of ours in the regular rumble. Yes. And did you discuss with that person whether you had successfully vanquished them? We did, because that person got three correct <laughs> and uh, got three points off me for it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think they they missed uh, Dark and Stormy, which was mm. a little surprising to me. But, yeah. but I did have a hard time scoring that, just kind of uh-huh. knowing them, but not being sure if this was a particular little corner of literature, culture, whatever right. that they would have known. Um, so I, I think I, we, we figured out that I had won by a score of five, four to three, three, I think. Well, with four, your minimum score is four. So you won. True. I guess. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what we kind of Mm -hmm. discussed. Um, but that, you know, but I, I got one more MPD uh, out of it as well. So I guess I, I can't be unhappy with that. I had three, which Mm. means I. Almost certainly lost in mm. Arundel. But, oh well. Yeah, funny day for it. Mm-hmm. So, but we're back from vacation. Mm-hmm. We'll carry on with the rest of the season, the second half. Yep. Um, but we will say that that's it for today. So tune in tomorrow for more post game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.